Elizabeth Lucchese and the Liz Luke team are an all-ladies leading real estate team in Alexandria, Arlington, Fairfax, and beyond. The Liz Luke team and successful, stress-free real estate experiences go hand in hand. This group of gals are tough negotiators known to go to bat for their clients' best interests, and they're personally invested in each and every client. Liz Luke has supported thousands of Alexandria, Arlington, Fairfax home buyers and sellers since 2004. Will you be the next happy home buyer or seller in 2021? Call, text, or click Liz Luke today at lizluke.com or 703-868-5676 or info at lizluke.com. Follow Liz Luke on social media at the Liz Luke team. Hello, and welcome to Speakeasy. My name is Cody Melikline. I'm the editor for the Alexandria Times. And today I have the pleasure of being joined by President and CEO of Visit Alexandria, Patricia Washington. Hi, Patricia. How's it going? Hi, Cody. It's so good to be with you. Yeah, and we appreciate you being with us. Obviously, there's a there's a lot to cover in terms of what you guys do at Visit Alexandria and really the city's, I guess the city's brand and what the city's identity. And we'll dive into that a little bit here. But first, I wanted to start out with basically your origin story. Um <laughs> Where are you from originally? Are you originally from Northern Virginia and the Alexandria area? Or do you come from outside? I'm originally from the Philadelphia area. I grew okay. up in Ardmore, Pennsylvania, which is like Alexandria, just a few miles uh, west of, of Philadelphia. That's where I grew up. Um, and then, you no, know, a lot of my career was based in Philadelphia. I went, to, but I went to college at Howard University and majored in in theater. Oh, wow. Uh, and then I went to law school at Howard also. Um, and so, you know, did practice law for a while in Philadelphia in the city law department, but I followed my heart. Uh, there's this book called Do What You Love, The Money Will Follow. <laughs> so I left the city law department and um, followed my passion and went back into, uh, into the arts. And I started working for an art center there called the Painted Bride Art Center, which its, its mission was arts for social change. And they had a very dynamic uh, presenting program there. Um, and then after that, I worked for a um, regional family foundation, the William Penn Foundation. And I was a program officer where I was involved in grant making for arts and culture and also children, youth and families. Um, and then, <laughs> Following that, I, um, I got into tourism, uh, tourism and hospitality. I uh, got, uh, I was hired as a vice president of cultural tourism and also grants. We had a grant program at Greater Philadelphia Tourism Marketing Corporation, which is now known as Visit Philadelphia. Um, and there, um, it was a new organization, relatively new organization founded by uh, the Pew Trust, the state, and the city working together to focus on branding Philadelphia more as a leisure destination because it has a, had a strong um, branding as a uh, business and convention city, but they really wanted to work on kind of the, the branding of the city um, as, a, as a leisure destination. So I worked there for more than a decade, for 12 years before coming to, to Alexandria. That's, I mean, that's quite a journey from theater to law to tourism. Um, I guess when you when you were shifting from, as you said, out of law and into doing what you love and sort of your work around the arts, 
and then that gradual shift into the tourism side of things. Where did that interest in tourism and sort of destination branding come for you? I guess, what was the spark that sort of led you into that area? Well, I've always had this um, passion for arts, culture, and social change and mm -hmm. how arts and culture could uh, can impact communities, neighborhoods, uh, human development, youth development. That's been um, kind of um, an interest and passion of mine. And I think with travel and tourism, the spark for me is the fact that travel promotes understanding and appreciation of the beauty of place, of diverse cultures. It enables us to bring people together to celebrate our, our common um, connections through, through events, through food, through history, through architecture and art, uh, or through our natural environment. Mm -hmm. And so um, it encourages, promotes understanding and appreciation of all the things that make us human and all of the things that connect <laughs> us as fellow human beings. And that's what energizes me. It, it truly, truly does. Yeah, I can tell. When, when So when you arrived in uh, Alexandria, I believe in 2012, um, what was your first impression of Alexandria as a city? I guess obviously it's known it's known as being a historic destination, but when you arrived here, what was your impression of the city? What did you sort of see as its greatest assets as someone who would sort of be be involved in pitching the city ostensibly to people who would want to come here and then to to residents who can appreciate a new side of it? Sure. Well, I, I was bringing this um, experience of working in Philadelphia where, you know, I had, I had worked on citywide history initiatives, yeah. music programs, um, murals, art, neighborhood tourism, outdoor recreation initiatives. And so when I, you know, when I walked the streets of Alexandria, when I came to Alexandria, I saw so many of those same assets. Sure. So although we were a smaller city, we had those same um gems, those same assets. And so at the time, Alexandria was leaning more into its history yeah. as its sort of brand. And then I saw this great opportunity. I saw this opportunity to pull in additional uh, brand pillars <laughs> to be part of the city's promotion. Um, and so that's when we, you know, we, 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 we evolved and we did a major rebranding um, around the city's, you know, rich and diverse history, our independent boutiques, our restaurant scene, our vibrant arts and culture, and of course, our waterfront. Yeah. A truly distinctive asset that was um, truly, you know, evolving and, and kind of coming into its own with um, the emergence of the new park and public art and, um, you know, new developments. So it was, it was good timing. And so I saw the opportunity to pull all of those um, incredible assets together into our um, rebranding effort and marketing efforts. Yeah, it's so interesting because as someone who moved to the city relatively recently, about three years ago, it's all of that stuff seems like it was always part of the city's like effort to sort of rebrand brand itself and part of the city's identity. So it's interesting to hear you say that at least until 2012, that wasn't exactly the case, which is, I mean, it shows, it shows obviously that it's worked. It worked on me at least, um, but that's I awesome. It was there. It was, it was kind of, it was, they were leading with, with history yeah. 
as opposed to having a more balanced approach. And sure. now in our research, we're showing there's a tremendous, of course, we know this, there's a tremendous interest <laughs> in food. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, dining, food culture, it's, it's like the number one thing people are, you know, interested in, in addition, of course, to our waterfront and outdoor sure. experiences right now. Um, so, yeah, we, we had to establish those pillars um, as a way to um, tell the story of our community in a fuller, uh, dynamic way. Yeah. In all the work that you have been doing for Visit Alexandria, how have you, I guess, sort of sought to balance that side of things, which is obviously meant to attract visitors and tourists and new people to the city while also sort of speaking to the interests of residents and people who have been here for as long as I have three years or as, as long as some other people have, which is, is decades. I guess those two things, how much of how much of your, I guess, mental math is done sort of assessing those two sides of things? Well, Alexandria is a great place to visit. It's also a great place to live and work. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so, you know, someone just told me a story of having visited as a as a youngster with his family and having the thought come into his mind that I want to live here. <laughs> and then we and then we presented a quote from a story, you know, a national journalist who had written about, wow, Delray and Old Town and was quoted as saying, I want to live here. This is a place that I really want to live. Um, so you know, what any, a place that is vibrant, that is welcoming, walkable, um, that has great restaurants, great assets that we, we that we were talking about, um, arts, history, a waterfront, an authenticity of place. Um, yes, people love to visit these places, but they also want to live there. They want to work there. Um, so and, you know, it's the economic benefits of tourism as well sure. that benefits our local residents, uh, saving, saving residents about $700 in taxes each year based on the visitor economy. So all of those things, um, you know, benefit both, <laughs> benefit yeah. our visitors and also benefit our restaurant, our, uh, our residents. And, you know, and there's, our residents are our most important ambassadors for the city. Yeah. <laughs> if it doesn't, if it's, if it doesn't resonate with them, you know, if it doesn't, ring true with them because we're trying to tell the story of our hometown in an authentic way. So it's got to ring true with our residents or it just, you know, it's not going to hold water. If our residents don't, don't believe it, feel it, live it. And that's what we try to get across the authenticity of uh, the sense of community and the things we love about our city. Yeah, definitely. The residents are certainly, it sounds like the residents are sort of the litmus test for you guys to assess that. And I, I'm sure knowing Alexandrians, I'm sure that they will let you know if it is, uh, if it is not authentic in some way. Um, <laughs> you know, one benefit of, um, of what we've gone through this last year and a half yeah. is that we've, we've been speaking more to our local residents because of course, because of their support, our businesses, you know, our small businesses, our community has been able to weather uh, the COVID um, yeah. pandemic. Um, so, you know, their support. So we've been talking more to them. We've had more of a micro regional marketing effort to our local residents and nearby neighbors and also to the region. And so we, we're, we're talking more and more <laughs> to <laughs> both 
uh, to both our residents and also to our regional visitors, as well as our visitors who come from 50, 50 miles away or more to stay overnight. Obviously, the city's history has been a, a core pillar of its, its identity and um, its identity for both residents and for visitors. But I do know that you guys have sort of evolved, uh, maybe not so much uh, how that story is told, but what aspects of that story are told, specifically with a focus on the city's African-American history and some of the, I guess, untold aspects of, of the city's history. Um, talk to me a little bit about how you guys have sort of approached that effort, because I think it's it's obviously sort of something that's really that's really worthwhile and and in a city like Alexandria, there's plenty of history to tell and plenty of history that hasn't been told that should be told. Um, so how have you guys sort of approached telling that history and getting that that part of the history across to people? Well, first, I, I, I want, you know, I want you to understand that um, this effort of telling undertold stories and working on um, African-American history has been going on for many years yeah. with the sure. city, with the Office of Historic Alexandria. Uh, so, but where we are today with the racial reckoning that's going on, um, it just provides more urgency to what yeah. we're doing. Um, and also it, it, you know, people, <laughs> people are looking for that content. They're looking yeah. for what can they do now? How, how can they, um, in an active way, uh, be part of the solution? How can they learn more about our true history? Um, and so um, working with, we're, we're very um, fortunate to have an uh, Office of Historic Alexandria, to have a city yeah. with historians and resources and a museum system and researchers and archeologists, you know, chief archeologists, we have all these resources um, and we work together. We work, work very closely with uh, Audrey Davis at the Black History Museum um, to, um, to talk about the research that they're doing and the stories that we want to fore, foreground, you know, bring to the fore. So one of the, you know, one of the first things we do, I, we did was to create a driving tour. We had, um, mm. Uh, courageous journey driving tour, which makes it easy for people to, you know, ex explore the top sites, Black history sites. Mm -hmm. um, but we've also developed um, other in, uh, important content as well. Uh, we're working, of course, the um, to promote what OHA is doing on the waterfront with the Black History Trail on uh, the north and south parts of the waterfront. Uh, we're working on a civ civil rights history project with um, Office of Historic Alexandria. Um, and, you know, we, we, we try to leverage uh, popular culture when the opportunity yeah. presents itself. So uh, the uh, PBS series Mercy Street was an opportunity to leverage that um, that television series to which was um, historically based in Civil War Alexandria uh, to leverage that to promote our civil um, civil war history. Um, and of course, you know, 12 years of slave. Mm -hmm. was also the um, Academy Award winning movie that also highlighted um, slavery and that period in the DC area and had connections to, to Alexandria as well. So, you know, leveraging popular culture at the same time, we're working with um, the Office of Historic Alexandria on, on history programs, providing 
uh, opportunities for people to uh, to learn about you know different aspects of our history. Um, one, you know, we're we're excited about the purchase, the city's purchase of Freedom House, yeah, Freedom House Museum, and now it's under renovation. It's going to have you know ma- you know major new uh, exhibits there. It's going to open next year, so we're really looking forward to that. Um, so. Now, a lot of different things that we're working on to um, to showcase our history. And, you know, Alexandria is really fortunate that we have such a depth of African-American history from the very beginning, from the very founding of our city. So we want to tell that story in its uh, truthfulness, um, in its you know authenticity. And uh, and we're and we're doing that. Yeah. In the time that you've been um, working in the city, I am sort of curious about how I guess not so much the telling because obviously that is uh, that is partly that's a, a partnership between obviously you office of historic Alexandria and the city, but I guess in sort of the promotion of um, the city's civil war history, how that has sort of evolved over the time that you've been here. Because as you mentioned, obviously um, we're going through a racial reckoning, but we're also going through sort of a historical reckoning and looking at the ways we what I guess what lenses we choose to prioritize which ones we maybe should sort of ease off the gas on a little bit, what figures we have historically sort of held up and maybe some the complicated legacy of some of those figures. How has the, I guess, how has the, um, the city's highlighting and your highlighting of civil war history sort of evolved over the time that you've been in the city, if at all, I guess. <laughs> well, it, yeah, I mean, as, as I mentioned, when we were working on Mercy Street, it was really about you know, that error and the, the nurses, the doctors, yeah. the, yeah. the contrabands who were uh, the enslaved people who were coming to Alexandria behind um, union lines uh, and, and how that refugee effort um, played, played out in our community, the supports, the social, social service um, supports educational at, at schools and educational yeah. programs. Um, that were uh, put together to support that that time um, when we had tremendous numbers of enslaved, uh, former ens- formerly enslaved people coming to our city to, for freedom. Um, so yes, <laughs> you know we you know we, we're doing a, a lot in terms of we we have a program that's called Great Walks in Alexandria, and I think sure. that's a program where we're highlighting the Duke Street Black History Trail. Yeah. So that's a great way to sort of it also includes that that period of Civil War history and more with um, with the Edmondson Sisters statue to the National Cemetery where the U.S. color troops um, are buried um, with Alfred Street Baptist Church. There's so many sites along um, Duke Street that you can learn about and incorporate yeah. into your, you know, walk walkable Um, tour of Alexandria. Every day, Elizabeth Lucchese and the Liz Luke team are hustling to get first-time buyers, seasoned sellers, upsizers, downsizers, all their clients home. Liz Luke and stress-free real estate settlements go hand in hand. Liz Luke aims to build lasting relationships with every client. You're more than a transaction. You're a lifetime Liz Luker when you work with this top producing team. What does your 2021 real estate future look like? Call, text, or click Liz Luke now to begin mapping out your plan. Call at 703-868-5676. 
or email at info at lizluke.com. And don't forget to follow Liz Luke on social media at the Liz Luke team. I want to touch on the pandemic because obviously, as you mentioned mm-hmm. before, sort of impacted everybody, but I'm, I'm specifically with you and the work that you've been doing. I want sort of want to know about sort of how you approached your work during that time, during a time when I have to imagine not too many people were coming to visit the city for, for obvious reasons. Um, how did you approach your work during that time and sort of branding the city, getting maybe refocusing your, your, I guess, areas of emphasis during that time? And, and what were some of the most significant challenges that you feel like that you and your team had had to face during, I guess, 2020 and then sort of into 2021? Well, we never stopped marketing. Yeah. That's important, that's important to know. So, <laughs> so be, because of the foresight that Mark Jinks had, our city manager, in preparing all of the department heads about the magnitude of what we were going to about yeah. to face, we were able to launch ALX at home like five days after the World <laughs> Health Organization had declared a worldwide pandemic. Yeah, which is incredible. <laughs> right, right. So we, we, we started there. Um, and then we launched um, only an ALX. That was our first branded campaign after lockdown. Mm-hmm. Also, s- some other campaigns that focused on our regional residents and um, local community, our show love shop local campaign was mm-hmm. also engaging locals and supporting our local businesses. And then we had had the ad- we were constantly adapting. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we adapting our you know popular restaurant week we program to restaurant weeks to go. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, you know, and then um, right when people started back to travel again, um, we launched the Think Small campaign. So Think Small sort of leveraged our uh, our accolade as a Condé Nast top small city Mm -hmm. at a time when people were looking for smaller cities and smaller towns to go to. Um, immediately when, you know, things, things began to get better and people started to dip their toe into traveling again. Yeah. And then, you know, later on, you know, we, we, you know, we continued with our marketing to draw people back to the city with our stay in the moment campaign. Um, And then, you know, what we're doing today, uh, you know, with American Rescue Plan funds, we Mm -hmm. were able to increase our advertising by over 34% to, uh, you know, to, to encourage and help to accelerate our tourism hospitality recovery. Um, so yes, we A just continue <laughs> to adapt. We continue to follow uh, consumer sentiment research um, and adapt our message and our marketing channels and target audience to the situation with COVID because it was a roller coaster ride. It was truly, truly sure. a roller coaster ride. Um, and then, of course, more recently, we were thrown for a loop with the Delta variant. Yeah. So, you know, things you know, kind of stepped back a little bit when we were like really seeing great momentum. We had to step back a little bit. Um, but now we're seeing some uh, some improvement. Yeah, I feel like we have definitely all learned how to adapt, uh, whether we wanted to or not, over the last year and uh, nine months or so. Um, I guess I want, I want to get a better sense of for, I guess, from what you guys uh, understand as 
the impact of the pandemic on the city's sort of restaurant, retail, hotel industries, and sort of its tourism industry as a whole. Do you guys have a sense at this point, really, how much how much of an impact the pandemic has had on those areas? Of course, yes. Yeah. And you know, it's been it, it's been devastating to our community, but I think it highlights the strength, resilience, the creativity, uh, the collaborative spirit of our community. Partnerships have been so key yeah. to our um, our weathering this uh, this pandemic. Uh, partnerships with the city that worked, you know, nimbly <laughs> to support businesses with, uh, you know, loosening reg- regulations to enable outdoor dining and um, outdoor shopping, dining, closure of King's, you know, Lower King Street. Mm-hmm. Um, so many things that um, the city worked with um, local businesses and Old Town Business Association and all the business associations on to help keep our small businesses um, uh, thriving and keep, you know, keep things going. Um, also, um, the health department has been stellar, <laughs> you know, with ALX Promise, you know, rolling that out in the beginning and the businesses that signed up for that. Um, to send the message that, yeah, we're paying attention to safety, we're going above and beyond what's required to make sure that um, our residents, our our visitors, and our employees are safe. Um, And then, you know, I, and I think all of that, plus our marketing, (laughs) plus our nimble marketing also paid off. So retail, you know, definitely dipped during lockdown of spring 2020, but rebounded to roughly 2019 levels for June 2020 through February 2021, and actually has been exceeding pre-pandemic levels since March Mm. of 2021. So that was a really um, good sign in terms of um, retail sales tax. Um, And then in terms of meals tax, we've seen, you know, things bottomed out definitely April 2020, but there's been slow recovery over the next several months until April, May of 2021, which was near pre-pandemic levels. And then in June and July, we actually exceeded pre-pandemic levels. Hmm. So that was also a really, really strong sign that we were recovering. Um, But the lodging tax, when you look at lodging tax data, you know that the hotel sector has been hit the hardest and the longest by this pandemic. So uh, in March of 2021, our lodging was still down about 74% from where we were in March of 2019. And this is according to STR data. But, you know, we've been seeing some steady improvement over the following five months. We're down um, only 23% for August 2021 uh, versus August of 2019, which was the peak of our healthy uh, tourism (laughs) hospitality uh, data. Um, So, and revenue per available room continued to rise in September, but fell slightly behind September 2019 uh, because of lost group and business travel. Uh, That weighs more heavily in the fall and winter months. So that's kind of where we are from, um, you know, a recovery standpoint. We've made progress or indicator, you know, definitely indications of, uh, of improvement, but we still have a long way to go. What are sort of next steps for you and your team in terms of what you're doing? And, and where do you sort of see the city's recovery efforts going in those areas from this point on? So in terms of um, where we're going and looking ahead, looking ahead, we're going to continue to increase our marketing efforts to accelerate 
the recovery of the tourism and the hospitality community. Uh, we are um, you know, looking at new channels like uh, streaming audio and Expedia, mm. and we're going to increase our presence in you know, high, you know, highly efficient, highly effective um, channels that we're already in like YouTube, connected TV, and native advertising. Uh, we're also going to expand our audiences. Uh, we recently launched um, an uh, outreach um, marketing to communities of color with two new ad campaigns, a Spanish language campaign, which is in regional print, radio, and social media. And we just launched, of course, the drop-in uh, campaign, um, the Black Travel campaign, yeah. which um, which you know taps into the $109 billion <laughs> Black Travel uh, economic um, impact of Black travelers in our country. So we're doing all of that to bring visitors back to our city to increase hotel occupancy and continue to support our local uh, tourism and hospitality community. Also, one big thing that we're working on right now for, for next year is the launch of a new website. Okay. So we've had our current, current site for the last six years. And as you know, things <laughs> in the tech world, that's yeah. like, I don't know, like a hundred years. Exactly. Um, but so we're really excited to be launching a new website um, this spring, probably around March. So um, really excited about that. And then of course, we're going to be leveraging being um, the, the announcement that Alexandria is a top three, uh, top small city in the country based on Condé Nast Travelers Reader's Choice Awards for 2021. So we're gonna be definitely leveraging that because people are still looking for smaller cities. They're looking yeah. for cities that have uh, waterfront, <laughs> like a waterfront as dy dynamic as ours. They're looking for cities that are walkable um, and we fit that bill. I'm sort of curious when you hear like accolades like that, like top three small cities in the country, what does that mean for you? Obviously as a professional in terms of what you're doing and the work that you're doing, that's a, that's a great asset for you to be able to leverage, but also just personally, when you hear that, because it does, I mean, it does speak to the work that has been going on in the community with businesses that have been sort of working to sort of recover with the effort that you guys have been doing to actually market the city and get that hard work across to people. What does it mean on those two fronts? Because it's a big, that, I mean, people see that and they're like, that's a great headline, but it really does mean something to a lot of people. It's, it's tremendously gratifying, affirming um, the credibility of publications like Condé Nast, Voters, you know, all of the national yeah. media that we've gotten is so important to our uh, forward momentum and our the awareness building, the branding that we're doing with our city. Um, so, yeah, I mean, <laughs> when I first came here, I remember our, you know, our vision, our goal was we wanted, you know, we wanted to be a top city. <laughs> yeah, that was really our aspiration. And to see it happening today due to the tremendous work and talent of our team, we, we have the best team <laughs> that any destination marketing organization could want. Just extremely talented, extremely dedicated, passionate about our city, works hard in partnership with our business community, which is also tremendously talented and um, hardworking and visionary. And we have tremendous uh, city leadership as well. So 
All, all of that means the stars are in alignment for Alexandria to continue to soar, to continue to grow. And we love being sort of the amplifier of that story. Patricia, we are we are coming to a close here, but uh, we end every episode of the podcast with sort of a question posed by the last guest. They do not know who the current guest will be. Um, and in this case, our last guest was uh, David Ashton, who's an independent filmmaker in the city. Um, some of his work was was shown off at the Alexandria Film Festival last year. And this question, sort of in line with his work, was um, what is the last piece of art that moved you? And I think for him, this meant whether it's a movie, television show, actual piece of physical art in a museum, what is the last piece of art that moved you? Um, I think it's uh, the Sight C series. <laughs> okay. Our public, you know, the, the public art series at Waterfront Park moves me all the time. <laughs> we, we've had several major installations that are, they're inspired by our history, by yeah. our natural environment. And just, and just, it's inspiring to see that public space activated in a way that engages all, <laughs> engages our visitors, our residents, kids, um, young people in fun, creative ways. So that inspires me every time I'm down there and I see people on, you know, standing, putting their kids on top of a, a public public art and taking their selfies, um, enjoying the waterfront views with the public art there, inspiring them to engage with our city in, in a creative way. That inspires me tremendously. Yeah, it's been incredible to see the evolution of that site. I mean, just in the three public art pieces that have been there and how different they have all been. Um, it's been incredible to see that space sort of really become alive over the last few years. Um, I guess in turn, what question do you have for our next guest? And this can be, the question can be as general or specific as you want, as serious or silly as, as you'd like. What question would you pose for our next guest? Okay, my question would be, when you have family or friends coming to visit from out of town, what is your favorite place to take them to in Alexandria? Thank you so much, Patricia, for sitting down and chatting with me. It's, it's been a great pleasure having you on the show. Thank you, Cody. It's been a pleasure to be with you. And take it easy, Alexandria. 